Hello. Hi. I'm Emma. I'm fake Greg. (laughs) And welcome to This Podcast Doesn't Exist, part two of the Greg shenanigans. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) I like that your impersonation of Greg is Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. Um, Uh, If you can't already tell. Hey, all you foxy ladies. Shannon Shannon is doing her best impersonation of Greg, which I honestly... I would say it's my best. It's, it's a pretty good one. But we wanted to intro part two of our dear friend being all himself, which we love. So, I'm looking forward to it. I have no idea what it sounds like yet. I mean, honestly, I don't remember. So... It's a surprise for everyone. But we love you. Are there going to be ghosts? Maybe. Ooh, stay tuned. Ooh. Think about, I mean, think about how much content I could help you create. Next I mean, time we'll plan for it because I think that would be also we need to do it with Shannon. We absolutely need to do it. What was the what was the raw? It was like two hours for the werewolves. It was two hours and fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah, like we could, and we could have easily milked another forty five minutes. Um, you could have easily milked another forty five minutes, and Shannon and I could have gotten drunk. <laughs> it would have been great. Phrasing, but we'll go with it. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about it. All right, so while and that's what I'm here for. While the Ryman has been imbued with new life in recent decades, there is a shadow of death that has surrounded it since its beginning. A man in gray is often seen at the Ryman ever since the early 1900s. He isn't ever spotted during performances, preferring late-night visits to the maintenance workers and security guards on shift after the audience has left. He likes to sit in the balcony and just stare at the stage. He has, however, enjoyed a few pre-show performances by showing up at rehearsals. So people on stage can see him in the balcony and go, oh, who's up there? And people will be like, oh, shit, there's nobody up there, bitch. Oh, no. Oh, no, you just saw a ghost. Carrie Underwood. Nobody was up there, honey. Yeah. Oh, she did. She performed at the Ryman. Uh-huh. She, ha- she recorded. It's a great album, by the way. She recorded an album there. There is no clear idea about who the gray man is, but we know he doesn't haunt the theater alone. Thomas Ryman appears often throughout the auditorium that bears his name. His earliest sightings were just after his death. Carmen was put on in the theater, a show which, while he was alive, Ryman would not have approved of. The audience learned as much when they claimed that his spirit made so much noise during the performance of the opera that no one could hear what was going on on stage. So, for those of you who are trying to put this story together, this is the country phantom of the opera. Carmen? No. Oh, this. Oh, yeah. I was like, uh, I'm pretty sure it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you, no. Oh, that's a that's a this no, is Carmen, Italian opera. For those who can't see my face, I'm holding my face. For with my those hand. of us who can't see your face, every single person <laughs> listening to us except for me. <laughs> All right, In, uh, gray man. Yeah. The, so yes, the gray man, Thomas Ryman, those guys. It's very Phantom of the Opera. You're correct. There's there's a phantom in the house of theater. So. You were making fun of me in mm-hmm. terms of like, I probably don't listen to every single one of these podcasts because I'm sorry, I just don't listen to all podcasts. Okay. I, I just don't listen to podcasts That's fully, fair. but I listen to your podcast. I, I haven't hit every it. episode, but I love you all and Thank I love you. what you do and I, I support you. Thank you. I like all of your little posts Thank on Instagram. You. That is and actually very helpful. Thank you so much. I, I, Feel free I, to share I'm them. all about monopolizing that that algorithm Thank like you. i feel free I to share them with people feel free feel free to comment because that also pushes things exactly world, yes so. again instagram handle this podcast doesn't exist Thank you like share subscribe all the things follow 
Huh? Put it in your story. He's not even, he, guys, he's not even a usual guest host. And he's like, I mean, you're technically the only two time guest oh. that we've ever had. We'll make it three. Maybe Ruth, because she came on for a um, to tell a story at the end of one of the episodes. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. So no, we need a third before the end of twenty twenty three. I gotta, right. I gotta secure my guest hosting. There's another Nashville story that you, you mentioned the last time that I didn't do this time because there was too much research involved in it. So um, we're gonna do that the next time you're on. Oh, Blair Witch? No, not Blair Witch. Bell Witch. There you go. Bell Witch. But yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but no. So we're I know Shannon just like is like, no, heck no. Team heck no as the shirt that I'm sitting on. So what I just realized is you were actually getting into the ghost story. We have this curtain blocking us from the rest of the room so that sound quality is better. Yep. And I had a moment in my head where my imagination was telling me that the gray man was about to pull the curtain back and be like, I hear y'all telling my story. And I was like, I'm gonna have to punch. A, a ghost man. I mean, I would be very impressed. I'd be very excited and happy that you were seeing a ghost because the likelihood was that I wasn't. But I've also done a ton of bruja shit in this house, so there's nothing happening. <laughs> so, But, like, that was my reaction. That was, I was like, okay, how do I punch a ghost? How do I offend? I love that that was where your brain was going. You're like, I'm not listening to you anymore. I'm trying to figure out how to punch a fucking yeah, ghost. Yeah, how, how do I defend and get an egress? <laughs> gotta find its weak spot where's a ghost's weak spot uh, i'm gonna roll i'm gonna roll i'm gonna get the, the alcohol i'm gonna find a lighter and we're gonna like, you're gonna leave me in the dust no i'm gonna i'm gonna pull his attention away and then you should run up the stairs if you if i do all of this sacrificial action and i look through the ghost man and you are sitting here still recording the podcast i'm just gonna be like ma'am I would I would love if you looked off into the corner and like kind of did like a startle motion, looked at me. I'm still going. I look over in the corner and I just wave <laughs> just to see what happened to you. Because the, the couple of times where I've accidentally like I've seen something out of the corner of my eye because someone was driving past. And so the light came in through the window. And so I've like looked over towards the windows because there's some over there. Mm-hmm. And because shout out to Summer and the light not being gone. Yeah. At eight at, o'clock. Eight, yeah. At six o'clock. Yeah, so I'll, like, look over into the corner and Shannon will be like, oh, my God, what, 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 what? Because she cannot deal with the idea of a ghost, which is totally fair. Like, some people, like, just not spooky, don't like it, it's fine. And there have been some times where I'm like, well, I didn't think it was anything, but now you're making me think it's something. Shannon, so. I'm trying to hold up your, your reputation of, like, the, the actual... Team Heck No? Yeah, the Team Heck No. I'm trying my best. You're doing you're doing a good job. Yeah. We're not done with ghosts, though. Yippee-yay-yay. Yippee-ki-yay, So jumping ahead a little, in 1943, a crew attached to a special being taped at the Ryman asked the locals about the ghosts of the theater. They were told about Thomas Ryman and decided to hang around after hours to see what they could find. Around midnight, the crew heard loud footsteps coming from inside the theater, and they went in to see who was making the noise. They looked up to see dust falling down between the edges of the ceiling and panels of the gallery. A footfall, some dust falls, and the crew fell over themselves to get out as quickly as they could. I also think Ryman may have been sticking around because he was mad, and still is, about the place being named after him anyway, even after he asked to not have <clears throat> The ghost of Ryman. Yeah, the ghost of Ryman. He's like, hey, um, I did not want my name here. I gave one rule. Like, I, I gave you the one rule. Don't eat from the, the tree of good and evil. <laughs> is, that really, is that really it? <laughs> Is that, wait a minute, is that from Sassy Gay Friend from YouTube? It's from the Bible. No, I understand. <laughs> it's from the Bible. <laughs> That's not, 
<laughs> oh, I can't wait for that to be in the episode. <laughs> I understand it's from the Bible, bitch. <laughs> My God. Exactly. God. Is it awesome? God. <laughs> Oh, do you remember having to sing that in youth group? Oh, my oh, God. Oh, gosh. There, there are so many the, I, songs I that actually, are just permanently stuck in my brain. I actually, no, permanently, like, burned out of my brain. Like, oh, really? Taking the, yeah. The, oh, I, I can't remember them. That's good. I could, That's I could, good. You should have me. to. No, the I'm one not that was just gonna... holy, 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 oh, and God. you said it, like, 86 billion times. I hated that. I hate repetition in general, so... See, I like repetition, like a melodic repetition undertone, like with piano or a guitar or anything. I like, can't I, do vocal repetition. I just got bored with that song. Yeah. That's and good. then we always sing it, like, every quarter in church. Yeah. Anyhow. So... Anyway. Moving Thomas... On. Thomas Ryman. Ryman. He didn't, He's upset he's that upset. they named the building after him. Well, don't be a badass. I mean, he did a he did a great job in making people feel very welcome. So. Exactly. Sorry that we wanted to honor you, Tommy boy. Sir. So the theater's most famous ghost is actually Hank Williams. Mm. Williams had made his debut at the Opry in 1949, where he got six encores, and they essentially had to tell the crowd he has to stop now, otherwise the rest of the show can't continue because he was like in the middle of the show. Yep. Because he was in the Opry. However, his alcoholism had him dismissed from the Opry after missing several shows as well as showing up drunk when he was there in late 1952. Greg is now taking a sip of his whiskey in, in honor. Less than a year later, in early 1953, Williams had died at 29 from acute right ventricular dilation, a sudden and devastating death to the country music community. Essentially, he had a heart attack with a rupture of yep. his ventricle some that's one of the four chambers in the heart good job i like science you're so smart i do what i can yeah some here hang- sips more whiskey Shh, i'm trying to talk <laughs> god i love us <laughs> some hear hank singing or humming see him on stage singing as a white mist or back in the alley between Tootsie's Orchid Lounge and the Ryman. The main ghost story comes from Whisperin' Bill Anderson, a country singer-songwriter who was strumming his favorite Hank Williams song on the stage of the Ryman. As he did, everything in the building went dead. All the lights, the emergency exit lights, all the tech, dead. There was no good cause for the blackout, and Anderson felt it had to be Hank. Considering he left a lot on the stage whenever he played, it makes sense his spirit would hear his own songs and want to join in. Many believe that Hank was the victim of the Opry curse, which reportedly took the lives of more than 35 people close to the Opry from its start in the Ryman Auditorium until it left in the 70s. Other victims include Jim Reeves, who died in a plane crash in 1964. He was a practitioner of the Nashville Sound, a smoother and even-tempoed kind of country music that earned him the name Gentleman Jim. Ira Leuven, his wife, and two friends who were killed when a drunk driver struck their car in 1965. He was well known for his original songs accompanied by his mandolin. Stringbing Aikman and his wife, who were killed by robbers in their home in 1973. Stringbean was a comedian and musician known for his banjo act and memorable read Ugly, 
costume choice of short blue jeans belted around his knees with a long nightshirt tucked into the waist, essentially to make him look like a very short-legged tall man, which I find hilarious. Patsy Cline, however, sits alongside Hank Williams as one of the most famous victims of this alleged curse. She was a country music sensation with songs like Crazy, Walking After Midnight, and Leaving On Your Mind. If you don't know Patsy Cline immediately, her song Crazy, Crazy for Feeling So Lonely, that's Patsy Cline. Her very deep voice is absolutely fucking beautiful. A plane crash in 1963 killed her and everyone on board instantly, including Cowboy Copas and Hawkshaw Hawkins, whom she had performed with the night before at a benefit held in honor of DJ Jack Call, another devastating death in the country music community. He had died in a car crash months before. According to her friend Ray Walker, who had warned her to be careful, Patsy had been in two car crashes up to this point, as she left the Ryman Auditorium one night, she replied, quote, Honey, I've been into two bad ones. The third one will either be the charm or it'll kill me. End quote. And that's kind of exactly what happened. She wasn't initially supposed to be on the plane. She took someone else's spot because the other guy decided, oh, I, I want to drive this way with my wife and kid instead. And so she hopped on the plane after calling her mom and telling her I love her. And that was it. So while the Ryman is haunted by its past, it seems to have a glorious present and future. It's open today to performers, ghost enthusiasts, and music lovers, forever a cultural hub of Nashville, Tennessee. The end. You can talk now. Oh my gosh. You were so quiet. So, I'm so proud of you. So many thoughts. Oh, you have thoughts? No, well, no, no. I mean, it's just, I grew up around all of these musicians not around these musicians like i don't know you're, them by any you're very aware of this I was, music yeah i was very aware of this music and like there i don't know there's just something as you were talking there was like <laughs> emma is now being like wait greg Dow was speechless for a moment <gasps> well i mean you were quiet for about four minutes so that's yeah. pretty damn good so considering that you had to be quiet for four minutes trying to get yourself ramped back up must be hard i can last more than four minutes you've got some momentum Stop it. I can't say things. I love that we said two sexual innuendos at the same time. Well, I meant to say stamina, but that wasn't. I meant to say I can last more than four minutes. You said what you meant. You meant what you said. Yep, yep, yep. I don't know. So, and I'm going to mix it up. It's the Mother Church. The Mother Church of Country Music. Mother Church of Country Music. And I don't know. I think it's just such a special space uh, for country music, for the city for that culture and i kind of like the idea that there would be these spirits there i would hope so after all of this stuff that's happened inside of it it makes so much sense that there's this much whether it's good or bad or like but see this thing is i think it's good like i think this should be i think it should be good now like Ryman can be like moping around all upset and shit but he needs to be like i envision like if i was making this as a show like, the characterization that I would yeah. be building. Ryman would be the guy that you would... He would be the crotchety old character. But at yeah. the end of the movie or at the end of the season, you realize he he's like the good-hearted sort of Ebenezer Scrooge. Well, not Ebenezer Scrooge, but he's the good-hearted, misunderstood oh, yeah. uh, character. Like he's, he's grumpy, but he's that kind of, like, sweet grumpy where he's just like, meh. You're like, mm, yeah, I love you. He's like, oh, or, or, like, you. you you find out, like, all of the things that he's been sabotaging was actually, like, created good. 
oh, that would be nice. You know, what I mean? you know yeah. what I mean? Like, he's the one killing the lights and being like, hey, go sing. Uh-huh. Hey, go sing. And see, like, that's that's one of the things is, like, I do think about the Carrie Underwood album. Like, it is a really, a really great album. album. It's just, like, really great. Like, I'm that weird dude that at the gym where I can listen to a variety of things. And sure, I can yell and I can have the, like, pump-up music. But, like, some mornings, it's like, I just want Disney show tunes. And or that, I need Carrie Underwood singing me be. some good balance. old gospel ballad. Yeah. You need just some balance in your life. Exactly. Well, I need lots of balance in my life. You want some water? Yeah, I have water, I have whiskey, it's balance, balance. Anywho, I don't know, I just, it, it, I feel like the Grand Ole Opry is very special. It's a great spot, definitely go out. It is not in downtown. No, like, it is it's, a drive it's away. out, it's out there. And I'm, I appreciate that you brought Gaylord in, because Gaylord is the company that has revitalized, you know, Grand Ole Opry. They partner with Ryman, they, uh, they built the Gaylord Hotels. Uh, hotel. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing at Christmas. They do it really well. There's ducks. There's ducks. There's ducks in the Gaylord Hotel. Yeah. There's all these good things. It's 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 a. I mean, everything. I'm sure somebody could come and be like, "Did you see their scandal?" No, I didn't because I was living my life. But you know, like it's 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 good for the culture and I everything. Mean, considering the history of tennessee in general there's been a lot of good like because there was also a part of it which i didn't include because i there were pieces i needed to cut in order to make sure that we could make it through without too much talking but lula neff was really adamant about civil rights Mm -hmm. in an era that it was really not common for anybody to be a part of it especially if they were white Mm -hmm. and her big thing was that because at the time jim crow laws were in effect there were shows that had to be white-only shows, black-only shows. Mm. And she, you know, posted those, but it, there, was a, there was a sense, an undertone that, like, no one's going to stop you if you come in. And so there are pictures from the time of the Ryman Auditorium full of people and completely integrated. Yeah. Everyone is there. Yeah. It, there's no kind of, like, you know, People are sitting next to people they know, obviously, but there isn't like a, okay, black people in the back, white people in the front. There's none of that. There's no segregation really in that. And it was an understanding of like, this is a, this is a space for art. Yeah. Like Louis Armstrong is on stage. I don't think that anybody is going to be angry about the fact that this black kid wants to sit in the front and see Louis Armstrong play. Yeah. Like there, there's a, there was kind of an understanding and she definitely had it where she was like, you know what, I have, because unfortunately it's the law, I have to post these things, but everyone's going to know. Yeah. And I feel I like that. Th- there was, there was, there was something in the idea of the way that she was like a fully against this kind of censorship of art, that she was fully yeah. against this kind of, like, she's a woman in a very male dominated space. So she's already bucking all of these trends. And what I, Shout out to women leaders, by the way. Shout Shout out to women leaders. But also shout out to this this particular woman because she had so, so much that she was doing so well. And she, I don't think she's really getting the recognition that she deserves because even with the Ryman Auditorium renovated as it is now, there was at one point Lula's Cafe because they were like, oh, we're going to try and honor her. And it closed during COVID and they're not reopening it. Mm. They're making a gift shop instead. And while I understand it, 
I feel like there and there's a there's a statue of uh, Thomas Ryman out in front of the Ryman Auditorium. Mm, there's like all of this stuff not, that's to uh, this, but she's the person who revitalized this, like it, it brought it into its golden era. She's the mm-hmm. one who you know really bid for the Grand Old Opry to be, and I mean it felt like an easy decision, I'm sure, but she was the one who was advocating for it, who was making this this space open and available and yep. important for the people of Nashville in this particular space. So it, I really, you know what, fucking love Lula Neff. She really deserves a lot of praise, and I feel like there isn't necessarily all that much. There is a self-guided tour that you can take of the Ryman Mm -hmm. that you can I think it's either on your phone or they give you some kind of device that an actress is portraying her Mm. and as the like narrator of like this is the history of the Ryman and here's this and this is what I did and I'm like that's wonderful definitely can we get a statue can we get something that like you're very fully willing to do for the dude who didn't even he (laughs) who doesn't even like the fact that it's still a theater that isn't dedicated to his, you know, tent revivals. Like, come on. So, I don't know. That was an... I love that you're telling me this, and my brain is immediately like, there's a bar opportunity. We could... (laughs) Honestly. I bet I know somebody in Nashville that would fund me if I ran a bar that was called Lula's. Truly. I mean, that whole section, if you had any kind of, I mean, granted, the whole section is also very historical, so it's really hard to get anything tamped down, I'm sure. But you revitalize one of them, you rename it Lula's. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. even just a corner of, of, like, down the street. You're like, hey, the whole yeah. reason this place really still exists is uh, because of this one woman who was huh. it, who was doing this part-time until the mid-1920s. She was, for 10 years, she did this part-time. Just for fun. Just for fun. Funsies. Ugh. Anyway, that's... Emma's all... That's the Ryman. Apparently, I got go. all fired up. Um, Look at her I go. finished my, my second glass of peanut butter whiskey, y'all. So... So she's going to pour a third. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Luckily, this is my own house. So I know, exactly. I, I was like, pour anywhere. a third. It's your, um, it's your home. But to close it out, do you have any thoughts about what the theories of is it really haunted is it just a i fun want place? it to be haunted i yeah. want i want like you said you want those spirits i want like the, the rising country stars you know like the one that jumps to mind is john party john party's not right like he is rising but like he he's he's made himself but like i want that young guy young girl that's like getting to go in the rhyming as an as a opener or something that's nervous and shaky and they got Patsy Cline's ghost and Hank Williams ghost and whoever other ghosts yeah, that we don't even know, just out. like they're cheering them on. Cause that I think is one of the things that is really great about country music is that it's, it's really like, yeah, like any industry, there's some cutthroatness, yeah, da, 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 da. but like there's this, camaraderie and team like that's why you have dolly parton going out oh and dolly's obviously saint dolly she's she's but but like that's why you have dolly and reba and garth and all these people like collaborating with across generations uh uh uh, brooks and dunn did a re-up on all of their classics like their their top 100s or whatever they're the top ones with the new guys and the new girls like casey musgraves and uh uh I can't remember his name. I can see it is Sam Hunt. Yeah, Sam Hunt. All of them. 
And so it's just like, that's what I want. If I was on the stage, like I wouldn't be freaked out if I saw the gray man. I'd be, I'd tell myself it's Johnny Cash and he's cheering me on. Oh, fucking love Johnny Cash. Right? Loretta Lynn, Johnny Cash, all of them. I mean, all of these people, this, it's, I think that's why I really enjoy this kind of like, yes, I love the spooky stuff. It really is very Mm -hmm. fun. But I think I enjoy. But we love the spooky stuff with a heart of gold. Exactly. I think I that, love the like idea. Shannon's gonna be really sad that she missed the non-scary spooky stuff. Truly, I do do it. I do give her some of the uh, non-spooky I mean, stuff. Fair, sometimes. fair, fair, fair. The non-spooky spook, which we call the ook, because it doesn't have the. Sp- um, but I think that's why I enjoy this kind of thing where I'm I'm. There, there's a history attached to it, which yep. is already interesting for me. But there's also you could this have never idea... put in. You, you didn't have to pull in the ghost. Like I was enthralled it's, by this storytelling. I mean, obviously, you were enthralled because you kept talking. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> that's the that's the way you engage. That's how you process. I. It's, my, it's called active listening. Yeah, exactly. But like, because there is this, these people are still here. They're still cheering us on. They're still listening. There's unfinished business or whatever yeah. it is. I enjoy that kind of like obviously this is the good kind of spooky yeah where it's like unfortunately these people met such horrible ends. chainsaw massacre no you can go exactly. away exactly you can I mean, go like, find yourself even even h-e these... double hell uh hockey sticks h-e double hell <laughs> yep H-E-double. you're welcome h-e double hell h-e double hell love it it's the second layer of hell. like it's the it's that's the, the second layer of hell well no it's the there's hell and then there's deeper hell got it <laughs> pa- pastor greg is here good to know you're sitting in that tent revival. <laughs> I really want to make a joke about a penthouse, but I really shouldn't because it's just going to confound things. <laughs> Don't. Pe- people are Let not going to finish gonna... my thought. Let me finish. Bye my for your words. <laughs> That's going to be the opening line of this entire episode. <laughs> Greg's back. Emma had to fight for her words. Fight for your words. This episode. <laughs> Brought of this you. podcast doesn't exist. Brought to you by Adderall. <laughs> I prefer Ritalin, but you know anything that keeps me on focus. Anyway, I think with these kinds, where there is it, like there are tragic deaths that are happening because these people did meet horrible ends, but it's that their their ends were not met in these spaces, which. that means that they had such a strong connection to these spaces in Mm. terms of like, I loved being here. This is what I enjoyed. This is what I loved. This is where I want to be. That that kind of draw is what makes me excited about those kinds of stories of like, yeah, I really hope that they are. I mean, if they're not, you know, eternally resting, if their spirits are hanging around for this, if that's what your belief of ghosts is, I promise at some point I'll do that episode where I tell you all my theories about ghosts. But, oh, well, not just mine, but, like, the theories of ghosts. But that that's the interesting part, that that's the part that I want to connect with, the people part of it all, that I really enjoy getting to know. So i got to just plug it in real quickly, and you can do the episode or not. But, like, think how cool it would be is if their eternal rest, they get, like, you choose where your eternal rest place, and instead of, like, going to heaven or whatever, you know, yeah. they could go to. They're like, no, I want to go to Ryman. I want to go to the Mother Church of well, like, of of country music. That's where I want to spend eternity. Yeah, well, I want to be surrounded by I country enjoy. music. And that that idea of maybe it's just it's like a horcrux. It's like a piece of you stays behind to like 
not enjoy the well, know, also not to keep an joys evil of life or like any alive. kind of, or not to keep an evil wizard alive but like to it <laughs> to have to have this kind of continuing connection like there's so much of you that was left here mm-hmm. that you became so much of yourself here yeah. like that kind of i really it's an interesting theory in terms of ghosts but it's also a very real thing that i think people feel in general of like this is this is the space where i feel is my home or this is a spot that i like to revisit that i can have this particular core memory of who i am and what i am and all of that so like it's not an uncommon or an unfettered feeling yeah it makes complete sense that you know if most of your life was performing was this feeling of performing that of course you would be drawn back to that in life or in death that you'd be drawn to this place so i really enjoy it. it yeah a good research Thank you. I also want to bring up the fact that the Opry curse is interesting in terms of uh, the way that these people live their lives in general, as well as what plane travel and car travel was during the time that they died. So like during the 60s, when these plane crashes are happening, it, it was not a very common era. Like that was that was the point at which plane travel was just becoming big mm-hmm. and was becoming commercial. Mm hmm. And these people are uh, flying their own planes or chartering planes that are being flown by private citizens who have pilot licenses that aren't necessarily all that great. So, like, there's that edge of things of, like, the possibility that just the way they're living their lives is, is, you you know. Exactly. So it's not necessarily a a curse situation. Ira Leuven in Specificity was uh, a extreme alcoholic and who had a DUI charge against him when he got hit by a drunk driver. So there's that. He was also um, extremely abusive to his wife. Like yeah, there. Uh, yeah, all this kind of stuff. I gentleman Jim apparently was a wonderful man. So I'm not going to say anything about him. But he died in a plane crash. Don't so besmirch gentleman Appar- Jim. I, I can't. I'm so sorry. And then Jim, not Jim. Jim, Jim. Sorry, Jim. I've been drinking whiskey. Drinking whiskey. I could so, have a gin though. You could. There's some upstairs. String Bean, Aikman, and his wife, they were killed in a home invasion. Oh, gosh. So, like, that, there was that situation where the area that they were in in Tennessee was not necessarily the best. So, there's that kind of, like, crime at that point in the 70s was pretty rampant in Tennessee. Because the area that they were in, there was this interesting decline, which... This is how much research I put into this, you guys. In two hours. Uh, truly. Like, the the way that this area of Tennessee around Nashville during the, like, post-war era climbed in terms of economic glory. Like, was doing incredibly. And then crashed around 1971. And it was just not great. Like, the economy of the area just got really bad. Like, I, I don't remember exactly okay, what fine. area it was, like, it, but the suburbs surrounding Nashville yeah, were yeah, just, yeah. And, and the area that the Ryman was in got to a point because, you know, the Ryman is also decrepit at this point. The only pl- things that were constantly frequented were the bars and the bars are not being well kept up. And, yep. you know, the, it's, it's, it's that kind of area where they aren't able to put in the amount of the locals I will say the are, the locals and the tourists aren't able to put in the kind of money into their own home economy 
to make the city what they wanted it to be. And it just kept declining and drugs became a huge issue and corporations weren't willing to bail out certain institutions. And so a lot of stuff is torn down like there's it, it, like that kind of stuff. So the area that Stringbean and his wife were in at that point in the 70s had be gotten to the point where crime was pretty rampant, Oof. which it's unfortunate, but it isn't uncommon that yeah. they would have been robbed and I don't know if there was any kind of motivation into why they were killed. It didn't really make sense why, but it, I'm not going to speculate on it either, but like there was that. And then of course, Patsy Klein in a uh, plane accident, although hers is interesting because she actually predicted her death. So she was like a a year leading up to her death. She kept telling people, I'm going to die soon. Like, it's just going to happen. Like, it's, it, it, it's going to happen, and I keep feeling it. And she wrote a lot of songs about it. Mm, yeah. And so, like, one of her last songs, Leaving on Your Mind, is, like, it, it's imbued with that feeling of, like, ominous premonition of, like, I'm not going to be here all that long. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not going to be Math here all that long. Math Kid still has words. Math Kid does, Math Kid does have words. Fun uh, fact, Math Kid how he survived English was learning like, I like all call, the rules. I like that we're calling you math kid. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that makes sense with a, with when you're somebody who really attaches to math as something that, oh, this makes sense. You're going to go for the things in English that would make sense or like in any other subject, so really. What are, what are the rules? What are the, what are the variables I can use in mm-hmm. order to come up with the solution? Yeah, yep. that Bingo. makes sense. But no, forbearance, correct. Forbearance, that's, that's a, a great word. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm. On a lighter note. Yes, please. Let's end with a light note. I'm, I'm here for it. So one of the things that you haven't mentioned, it's my little Tennessee Fitbit. Tidbit. Fitbit. 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 Tidbit. Yep. Widbit. Widget. Get close. Widget. There we go. So when you... When you're ready to plan your Nashville vacation, mm. please reach out to us via DM on Instagram. This podcast doesn't exist, or our website. This podcast doesn't exist. There's. I love, I love that it's our now. You're yeah, a part yeah, you're of welcome. The fam. You're welcome. There's the there's the letter writing thingamajig yep. component. Yep, yep, yep. And you can just say, "I'd like to schedule a Nashville visit." And please we'll send make that, all the recommendations. We'll we'll send that. All over to, to Greg. Get, and he'll that send gets us. rerouted to Greg, and we'll chat about it. And so, one of the things that I will also point out is, for those of you who don't know, in Nashville, there's a very famous candy. Yes. Called the Goo Goo. I did not point this out because I don't like Goo Goo. You don't like the words, or you don't like the candy? Both. <laughs> I don't. I, I. I. think because I had it as a kid when we went to Nashville. Fair, fair, fair. It's and I, not, re- I remember it. It's not one that I I'm like. I crave. Like, give me a Reese's any day. Explain. Explain what it is. Yes. 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 So, Goo Goo is a Goo Goo bar. I think is what they yeah. classify it as. Um, it's not a bar. It's not. It's, it's a. It's like a turtle. If you've ever had a, a one of the turtles, but essentially it is. There's a peanut version. A pecan version. I remember, there's like two I remember or, eating the peanut version and hating it. There's like two or three, and it's basically a, a clustering nut mm-hmm. covered with caramel and chocolate. And I think there's a marshmallow version. Yeah. And so those are all like the variations, just like you have like variations of Skittles kind of thing. Yeah. 
but it's called a Goo Goo Cluster. Not a bar. That's right. It's a Goo Goo Cluster for the Grand Old Opry. See, G-O-G-O. G-O-O. G-O-O. Alphabet soup. You're welcome. But, you know, it's a fun thing to try. Some people love it. Some people don't. It's still sugar. I, yes. And chocolate. If, if you're someone who appreciates a crunch, you will enjoy it. Yeah. I had it when I like was like... Like a melted Snickers. It is. It's like a melted Snickers. And if you have the one with the marshmallow, it's like a... It's like a it's like a melted Snickers around a marshmallow. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like in the inside. But I had the one that was just like the melted Snickers. And I already don't really like peanuts in my yeah. in my candy. I don't like nuts in my candy in general. Like I don't really like chocolate with nuts in it. Mm-hmm. And so I remember having it because my mom was like, oh, I remember these when I was a kid. And she handed one to me. She handed one to my brother. My brother was like, yeah, great. Yeah, yum. And I was like, it's just the, te- <laughs> the, the texture of it for me is just not my favorite because it, it – it, I don't know. Yeah, I bit into it fine. and it was like unexpectedly crunchy. Like I knew it was going to be crunchy. There's a but smooth like, and a creamy and yeah. then a crunch. Yeah. So when you when you come to Nashville, you got to you gotta make sure you at least try a bite of a Goo Goo Cluster as you go to the Grand Ole Opry and you take your photo with Thomas Ryman outside of the Ryman. Yep. I'll have my Lulu's bar. Lulu's yeah, bar we're gonna do open. Lula's, It'll be Lula's. great. Little Miss we'll have, Lula's. We'll have a Grand Ole time. At the Grand Ole Opry. You're welcome. Nashville, it's a great place. Y'all should come see it, visit it, hang out, do the stuff that's not just the touristy stuff in terms of, like, do the Ryman, do the Grand Ole Opry, don't just do the honky-tonks. Yeah, the honky-tonks are fun, too. experience it. Yeah. Go experience we, we have the Parthenon. It. It's a replica of yeah. the Parthenon. I, yep. You're welcome. There's also in, uh, is it in Chattanooga? There's the tennis, there's the uh, Titanic replica. There's like half the Titanic. Uh, that's in Knoxville. It's Gatlinburg, Not- actually. Gatlinburg. That's yeah. it. Yeah. We talked about that on the podcast before. Yep. When yep. Shannon did her Titanic episode, we talked about the fact that there is the Titanic <laughs> Titanic Museum and I'm never going to go inside of it. Freaks me out. Nope. You're welcome. I haven't either. Yeah. I refuse that. No, thank you. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, the Gatlinburg, we've got, we got some good stuff in Tennessee. Yep. Come hang out with us. Yeah. Sit and sit a while. Remember to send us a message if you would like Greg to plan your Nashville adventure. But also remember, this podcast doesn't exist. You did so good. Well done. Didn't he do great, you guys? Tell him he did great. I was I was stressed out. It's okay. You're allowed to be stressed. I still love you. All right. Bye bye, everybody. Have a good night or day. Or afternoon, wherever you're at. Bye-bye. So, guys, we've got to take a moment. We've got to talk about this birthday party that I missed. And, one, I like to formally, for the record, submit my sincerest apologies for having... A prior commitment. Yes. Where was I? I traveled a lot in the last two months. I'm not angry. I know you're not. Don't worry. You wouldn't have asked me to be a guest host unless this is your whole scheme and plot. (laughs) <laughs> the research that she's been doing for the last two hours is like it's gonna be this faux pas of it's like this just, story it's and it ends story with of Greg uh, yeah it's this ruining my life <laughs> it's exactly what it is but it's gonna be one of those things like you don't know what it is until the very end and she's like by the way this is how I feel about you you're dead to me <laughs> I love you don't worry <laughs> the 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 birthday party was awesome 
I, it was it was a great time. I got very drunk. Roy did a great job. He planned the entire thing. The theme was come dressed as your favorite literary or story character. So we had people come as like Jane Austen characters. One person came as Nancy Drew. Someone came as Sherlock. Well, Grant and Alexis came as Sherlock and uh, Holmes. Was Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock and Holmes. Sherlock Watson. and Watson. Who was which? Oh, Alexis was Sherlock. That's my girl. It was so good. It was awesome. I love that. We had a whole crew, including Shannon, be the darling children from Peter Pan. Shannon was Michael Darling. We had our one friend, Brittany, be John Darling. And then our other friend, Erica, was Wendy Darling. And her boyfriend was Captain Hook. <laughs> Love. It was so good. I appreciated that there was no Peter. I was Bilbo Baggins because it was my 111st birthday. Love. I had a golden ring that I could put on at any point and disappear if I felt the need. I didn't, though, which was very nice. Very comforting. Bravo. Truly. I was pretty I was pretty impressed with the fact that I didn't feel the need to like go run away. But I think it was because Roy did such a good job in making sure that I didn't feel... Like, I was playing host. Like, I was actually enjoying myself at the party. Yeah. Which was awesome and definitely something that I don't usually experience. So, I was pretty happy with that. But, yeah. The party was amazing. Our friend Stephanie, who I don't think you've met. Greg, everyone thinks that Greg doesn't exist. And I'm not joking when I say that. <laughs> that isn't like a this podcast doesn't exist thing. Like, oh my gosh, no that would be a great bit. Can that be the new bit? That you don't ever come to any parties ever again? No, I don't want that. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> like Sh- I- Shannon keeps telling stories stories about you and us like going on like the pub crawls oh, or gosh. like the first time she met you or like the wedding and stuff like that. And she's like, oh, Greg's great. And oh, you should listen to this episode. And people do. And a lot of the time people are like, I don't think he exists because he doesn't come to any of the parties he's invited to. Because <laughs> he couldn't come to Shannon's birthday. Yeah, I was going to say, again, birthday. for the record, I missed both party. birthdays. You couldn't I come to the both. housewarming. You didn't come yeah. to any of our parties at this house. You haven't been to a party at our house before. I, I came to the moving party. That's true. You did I move did, us I, in, which honestly gets you a pass for five parties, which you have now used. So <laughs> you were exhausted on your passes. You no longer you have a pass. You are now expected to arrive at all parties. You no longer have That's a pass. That's why I'm here tonight. I've been just handed a sheet of paper. <laughs> that is said here. It's not an eviction notice, but like think eviction notice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's it's a an invitation it's a notice. Summons. It's a summons. It's an invitation notice um, that you must you must be present at the next party you are invited to. No excuses. Okay. <laughs> okay. The next party that you're invited to will involve true American, which okay. we've never played. You've because, never played. Well, if you've never played, so I made I made one. I made a true American for Shannon's birthday that you missed that you would have definitely been king. So, oh, well, you. president, you would have been president. While the Ryman has been imbued, Ryman, keep doing that. I kept wanting to call it the Ryland Theater. That's fine. No. While Do the you R- have a Ryland f- Theater in your childhood? No. Is this like but a I know, s- I know, I know a Ryland. There it is. The person. Yeah. 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 That's just your brain. Yeah. It's doing fun things. Assimilation is all learning is. Even in the stuff that we're talking about in this episode, like it, we're, we're using simile and comparisons and it's like... I love sim- that you're trying to make everything a learning experience. It's really great for me. I really love learning. I know. Lifelong learner over here, guys. Yep. 
Put that on the put that on the list. I was gonna say that should be in your hinge profile. Yep, yep. Put that on the list for qualifications for great sugar son. Is that what I would be? Sugar son. <laughs> I think you'd still be a sugar baby, babe. Okay, that works too. Yeah, you'd be a sugar baby. Yeah. As long as they're older than you, you're a sugar baby. Accepting wife applications. <laughs> At any point, <laughs> old, young. Yep. Doesn't matter. Well, I mean, eighteen. And older. Well, yes. You understood what I meant. We have a recorded record. (laughs) You're like, I need to be as clear as possible so the courts can't get me. I'm kidding. It's not not what I mean. That's not what I mean. No, no, no. I know. But like also like, it's not like I work in politics. (laughs) Shit. Sorry. You have to have any of this cleared with anybody? No. Okay. Yeah. You don't work for the actual government. So you're fine. No, 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 no. no. I'm fine. Okay, great. If they let me moonlight as a bartender. Oh, you're fucking fine. (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) Can you tell that I'm drunk? (laughs) Yeah, and I love it. I think you've actually logged more cuss words than I have. I, okay, Roy. Which is nothing a problem. No, Roy has been Roy has been trying to get me to stop swearing as much because I apparently insert it into every single conversation. He's like, it just sounds so aggressive. Well, (laughs) I'm like, I'm not trying to be aggressive. You're a spunky, intelligent, ambitious, driven, independent, aggressive woman. Correct. (laughs) So, fucking say fuck when you want to fucking say fuck. (laughs) <laughs> all right that's gonna be the very end of this <laughs> just fuck <laughs> this podcast this doesn't exist fuck <laughs> this episode was researched co-produced and edited by emma kiley co-produced and marketed by shannon mccarthy our theme music was composed and performed by tom emsley smith the mailbag theme music was composed by liam kiley <laughs>